Welcome to the Notorious Scoundrels, a Star Wars Legion podcast, bringing you the latest news, general perspective, and competitive discussion. Hello, and welcome back to Notorious Scoundrels Without Dad. Um, I am here with my main man, Zach. How you doing, dude? I'm good. How about you? I'm good. I'm good. I uh, You pulled you a know, Kyle. That's fine. I pulled a Kyle. Yeah. How you doing? Uh, how you, you doing? don't ever like doing? when he you says know, it. It is natural. <laughs> I guess I should give him less crap for that, right? Um, <laughs> no, no, no. Keep giving him crap. That's the fun part. <laughs> yeah, it totally is. It totally is. So, um, you know, I, I don't know. Would you call this week a slow news week? Um, well, we got some you know articles about the lat and the you know the aa5 we went over some of that stuff last week there was an official aa5 article which we'll go over with um some information that came out it wasn't like a ton but some good stuff in there then there was um some leaked cards from the lat with some more pilots that we can go over in a little bit too uh which we normally don't do you know um spoiled stuff like that you know leak stuff but these seem pretty legit and they're on the discord and they're actually like physical copies of the cards. Yeah. And, uh, you know, at that point, you know, it's, it's worth talking about, you know, totally, totally. Um, so yeah, we've got all that stuff and we are in to the sweet 16 for invader league single elims. I think yeah, we've it's... got a lot of, uh, good data to talk about. I think, I think we're finally at a point where we can consider, uh like i think i think the meta is very clear and obvious based on the top 16 that we're gonna we're gonna talk about like it's it's not there's not a lot of question marks i think no it's uh it's just like anchorman uh, diversity is an old old wooden ship uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah totally um so we'll go over that so i guess um why don't we start well actually Let's start with housekeeping because that's important. Yes, um, sir. We have pre-orders up for all of our limited edition um, sidebars um, or some of our non-limited edition sidebars that we normally sell. Um, they're going pretty fast. So I would, um, if you like any of our theme sidebars or if you like the order tokens and want some sidebars to go with the order tokens, um, that's a good thing to look into. So. Um, check that out. We're still selling um, Cubicle Raiders on the online store. Um, we've still got some copies of that left. So um, check those things out. And, uh, you know, we appreciate everybody's support. Um, and be on the lookout for more cool stuff in the future. Um, yeah, so let's, uh, let's dive into these spoilers, Zach. Um, so well, why don't you take us away? Let's start with the uh, the official stuff here. So we got the AA5 uh, article last week from AMG, um, or it might have been on Fantasy Flight. I can't. I get confused on where they pop these articles. It is, article. <laughs> the, the articles are still being posted on FFG's That's site. that's what I thought. Okay, um, there's some you know information that we knew, and then there's some information that we didn't, and a lot of that comes in the form of pilots. And let me say, these pilots, specifically one pilot. <laughs> looks really really fun <laughs> um yeah. so we already knew about shriv which we talked about last week um let's start with um hotshot pilot um and and then we'll get to the good one after uh not that hotshot pilot isn't good because hotshot pilot is fantastic um hotshot pilot is for rebel only repulsive repulsor only and you gain sharpshooter one uh eight points uh seems pretty good uh it almost seems like you just kind of put that on an airspeeder, which I know it has surge crit, which might seem like overkill, but I don't know. It still seems pretty good to throw on it, especially if you have like what the harpoon or the, uh, the other one there. I can't think of. I mean, I, I think you slap this baby on the airspeeder and the land speeder, just like every time. Yeah. Like an, and, uh, the buzzer, and the ground buzzer. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like it makes the, it makes the weapon out of the back a lot better. Cause like you, you don't have to worry about cover as much. Yeah, man, I, I think, you know, I think it, it might be even more devastating in the land speeder just because it's got a yeah. bigger die pool and like you, you're going to, yeah. you're going to penetrate more hits through cover most of the time. But um, I think this is the card that rebel vehicle players have always wanted. 
and have not had. And I think that this is like, I think this takes airspeeders from what I still consider to be like, I, I feel like they, they went from unplayable to like C tier, like, like they're okay, but they're not like frightening monsters. I think this takes them into the potentially frightening monster category. Um, I think so too, especially for eight points. Like, you know, the thing about the airspeeders, I always thought it needed sharpshooter one. It never really made sense to me that it didn't have sharpshooter because it's always like looking down on the opponent, but like the way cover works sometimes, like you're just not getting the shots that you really wanted. Um, obviously it didn't surge crit beforehand. So it felt probably even more important before it had surge crit surge crit is just basically the icing on the cake when you're throwing sharpshooter one on it you know um, yeah I, I mean i found that like a lot of times you can find a squad like in the open right but like it had a suppression token on it so it's still got like cover yeah you know type of situation like even if you're navigating your airspeeder well like they're still gonna have cover because they've already gotten shot or whatever like this is just like you better be in hardcover or you don't have any, you know, so um, I think this is great. Um, I mean, also, I, the artwork is great. Yeah, it's, it's just like a Wookiee. Wookie. Like, um, is that supposed to be like Chewbacca? That's not Chewbacca. It doesn't look like Chewbacca, I don't think. I'm not sure, but he he is, uh, he's like ready to go. Look at that guy. He's like ready to rip it. He looks is. like looks like you looks like you when we played squadrons for like a week and a half. <laughs> <laughs> it totally does. It totally does. Um, so yeah, I actually think so. When this when the AA five originally got previewed, um, in there with like the cards and the stream and stuff, um, I thought it was like a, not a super great weapons platform. But they also previewed another weapon mount on this thing. That I think is a little bit more reasonable. Yeah. Um, do you want to go into the weapon or you want to go into the other pilot first? Uh let's let's talk about the other weapon just because I think yeah. that it's it's it ties in it ties in well here, pilot. yeah. Yeah. Um and that weapon is the AG2G quad laser. Say that 10 times fast. Um for 36 points, it shoots at range one to three. It rolls uh six black dice, it has impact two. Um so on a non-surging unit, uh, you're throwing six dice, but if you're gaining sharpshooter one, it's making it feel a lot better, right? You know, um, Yeah, it's just plus one hit mostly. Yeah. Right. Um, and then obviously, let's say you're going against like um, an airspeeder and they have, you know, not the cover pilot in there, your impact too is now you know going into that armor because you're negating the cover um which is you know important to note against like barks or speed you know imperial speeder bikes um in you know t47s those are the first things that come to my mind that have cover and armor um you know um so yeah i, I think that this is definitely a better i wouldn't say better it's a, it's a good option to have because the other weapon that we went through last week was the range one to four gun that has critical one throws a rainbow dice pool. And yeah. it's only 16 points, mind you. So it's definitely 20 points cheaper. Um, but like, if, if, if you're throwing the sharpshooter one pilot on there, I don't think you're taking the heavy laser retrofit because the critical one is your sharpshooter in that oh, situation. Totally. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like um, the sharpshooter isn't really going to gain you much in that situation, you know? Yeah, I also think um, just from like a like what what is the this you know if you slap the gun on this thing it's now like it's like over a hundred and ten point transport I, like I think and the gun like even the six die gun is really not very good you're averaging three hits right like before cover like it's not super great and then if you like slap the shot hot shot pilot on it you're like you maybe like getting two hits through it yeah it feels a little slot machiney like if you if you want a gun that's range one to three that's actually good just take atrps with rotary cannons yeah right um they're much which, cheaper which kind of so just for reference uh hotshot pilot in the quad laser is 119 it's 119 yeah. points just for the pilot and the gun which leads me to believe 
that your best option is to not take a gun and to take the other pilot while transporting someone in it. Yeah, I think you might be right. Why I'm saying that is that the reckless driver, uh, which is maybe like the funniest thing I've ever seen in Legion, um, it is AA5 speeder truck only. And when you activate, perform a compulsory move. You cannot reverse. The first time during your activation that you displace an enemy unit, roll one white defense die for each mini in the unit. That unit suffers one wound for each block result. Not all paint block results, just to mind you. Uh, six same points. As, same as clambering, right? Yes. Yeah, essentially. Um, six points Hutch, uh, for uh, Reckless Driver. Um, and I say that your Luke Skywalker mobile just slaps this guy in there and you just plow people over. I, I think what's getting lost in this real quick. Now, as fun as it is to like roll people over with this, the compulsory move is actually super important for it. Oh, it's the best part of this card. It's like yes. hidden, but it's the best part of it. Yeah, it's, it's what I'm saying. Like, it's like <laughs> like the first thing it tells you to do, but you forget about it because like the fun part comes after it. Oh, yeah. um, but like that compulsory move is massive. Yeah, I mean, I mean you, you get to move three times with this, right? Like if, if, yeah. if you've got the reckless driver on here, which is for a transport, like... Can you imagine if you can move the tank three times, right? Like, like the gab tank or like a saber tank or, or something like that. Like it would be amazing. And so the fact that, so basically this, uh, this, this effect feels to me like tank shock, right? I don't know. Like yeah. those of you that have played Warhammer, like when you like tanks can like, just like drive into infantry and like, run them over basically um and i'm sure a lot of war games but like we don't really like we've got that in like displacement and stuff but like you can't kill your opponent that way this is like like the first (laughs) first like oh i literally just drove over you so um guess guess some people die you know um um it should be noted uh and i believe that is on the amg rules fact already um i believe someone asked ahead of time here is that if you land on multiple units, you're only hitting one unit with the reckless driver. Um, I'm pretty sure that's what I read. I believe the question was if you landed on six B1 units, can you hit all six? No. I the this says <laughs> it's, me, just, like, it's just one uh, unit. Yeah, I think the it's pretty clear that it's only one yeah. unit. That would be insane. That I would mean, be insane. <laughs> it's it's worth noting that um like clambering, like like poison and stuff, this does not let your opponent roll an armor save. So um, this kills clones as well as it does B1s like per die, right? So, um, you know, if you're fed up with the clone ball, drive drive your AA Reckless 5 driver in <laughs> and drop Operative Luke off and just start cutting things up. Um, oh, it's so good. It is. It, I, I mean, I think it's very good. Um, I so- wish that every vehicle that was like a tank in Legion had this effect. If you were to take the reckless driver and you were to take the onboard comms channel, which I don't think um, we've talked about yet, have we? I, I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. Um, if for reference, the onboard uh, comm channel, um, I can't remember these days what we've talked about. I don't we haven't talked either. about it. Yeah. So it's, it's vehicle only, so it's good for all factions. And it's during the issue order step of the command phase. After you are issued an order, you may issue an order to a unit you are transporting. Uh, and that's for three points. Essentially, if you're putting an order on the AA5 and you're transporting Luke Skywalker, which you're probably going to put an order on Luke anyways, but let's say you have a card in there that, you know, that doesn't necessarily give one to Luke. You pop, you pop it on the AA5, you trigger onboard comms channel, Luke has an order or, you know, or whoever you're transporting, right? I, we, we use Luke as a, as like the, you know, the keynote, you know, traveler of the AA5, but it's whoever's in the AA5 traveling in it. You can give him an order which is super important. You're getting an extra order out every time. Um, and like I said, that can go on any vehicle. It's not specific to the AA5. Yeah, I actually think that this might have a little bit more play in like the E-Web tank s- synergy and that like you take the E-Web, you put linked targeting array on it and you put like a, a generator on it and you put onboard comms on the on the tank. You, you just give your tank and you, you know, generate an order plus a name token and 
on the on the uh, the e-web you just drive it up into your opponent's face and you know just um seems seems like it could be decent if you're e-web yeah that. i mean um, it's like a it's like a buff you weren't really expecting for it right you totally know? and for three points like like don't get me wrong like points are tight in legion but three points for an upgrade is like it's more doable than most you yeah. know this is a, this is a like a luxury upgrade that you can afford to have three points for an extra order a turn is, is like really strong yeah really i mean i, I think like you, the, the list you don't want it in are lists that like give orders to specific things that aren't your um like for instance i think i actually think it's kind of bad in the luke list it, because it, it most actually, of, it, it actually most is, of yeah. luke's orders give orders just to luke so it's like eh. yeah um and you're typically going to have those cards in your hand you know yeah yeah because they're good right? <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so i think that pretty much does it for the cards that were officially spoiled in the ffg article um yeah. shall we shall we hit the ones that are maybe a little bit more on the discord yeah um and like i said we typically don't do these but uh these are physical copies of the cards that are actually if you're on the legion discord they are in uh, Legion General, and they are pinned. So if you wanted to look at the card art, uh, they are there for you to look at. Um, so the Lat article last week only had uh, Price and Fox and some other information too. But in terms of pilots, it's all they had. Um, and these two pictures that, that were posted, uh, where they originated from, I don't know. Um, but they showed two more pilots per faction. Um, so starting with the clones, uh, the first one is a uh, hound and grizzer and that is republic only lat um and you gain observe four which costs an action and uh, you know observe is choose an enemy unit at range one to three yada 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 um for eight points um which you know we discussed beforehand uh you and i did i i feel like uh, hold on Observe four on like most units would be probably really good. Um, on the lat, I think it's, I think the lat's in a weird predicament here because you have to kind of choose when list building how you're going to play the lat and you kind of have to commit to it, I think. Um, I think so too. Like, let's say you're putting Hound and Grizzer and like HE shells on the lat, on clones, right? And HE, HE shells give you a range four option, yes, but you typically you're going to try to get into range three and shoot some things because then you're getting your full dice pool and now you can observe with, you know, Hound and Grizzer. But the issue is your action economy gets really strange. You have to think about, do I move and shoot? Do I shoot and move? Do I observe and shoot? Do I aim and shoot? Do I, you know, do I shoot, recover, uh, recover, shoot? You're giving yourself a lot of different, like actions that you want to take and while that's okay to have those options in the heat of the moment you might have like paralysis and you might not know what the best option is and that's like the one thing about legion is that when you have like that like paralysis of thinking it can ultimately end up costing you because you're going to second guess yourself a lot of the time um like Legion paralysis is real. I, it happens all the time in games when you start second guessing yourself. And uh, I feel like while Observe 4 is awesome, I feel like it can put you into that position. Yeah, I mean, so I'm in the in the boat that like, once you engage with the lat, if it's not acting as a transport, you pretty much are recover shooting like every turn. That's um, how I feel too. Sp specifically with the Republic version, like we'll talk about the Imperial pilots in a second, but like so if you recover shooting like you're not observing four I, I feel like if the lat had like compulsory move this could be a lot better um i feel like if the lats like i i think the lats base gun on its own if your shells are down is pretty bad for for 130 points or however much you're paying for it like, yeah it depends on what like you're putting on it but yeah. red three black no surge no sharpshooter is kind of like eh yeah. Um, and, and, and my, my issue isn't actually necessarily the dice. It's actually the one to three range doesn't really mix well with the H E shells 
And I keep on mentioning HE shelves because I still think those are like the best shelves you could put on most vehicles just because of the critical, especially and the, a, the cost is and the cost. Too, yeah. Right? Um, but the thing about this is that your lat to get its full value is not going to want to shoot at range four. It's going to want to shoot at range three. Yeah. And the thing that I've learned with vehicles is they really don't want to be at range three. <laughs> like that's why the AAT and the Sabre tank are so strong. Uh, and they're like the strongest vehicles probably in the game right now. Right. Is they can hit you at range four and they can sit there and recover shoot at range four for as long as possible. And they don't actually have to enter that gauntlet at range three. The it moment you like opens their flexibility up, right? Like, right. You know, totally. Like you're, the difference between a range three and range four guys big. It's huge. It's huge. Like unless like your opponent coheres forward and you can catch a unit at range three and they can't fire back at you with their whole army. Typically armor units at range three. I know that like people might be fishing for crits, but like, let's say instead of like one unit shooting me back and it turns into six units shooting me back, their chances of shooting crits, just like went up exponentially. Um, especially when it's a white save unit. So I just think like, again the lats in such a weird you have to commit when you're building this lat out when it finally comes out you have to commit to whatever situation you're putting in it i think yeah um, I, I mean i sort of you know i hate to say this generally but i sort of think the lat is like the new air speeder um in that like people are gonna want this to be good it's just like it's like a 10 point cheaper air speeder that doesn't compulsory move and it's dice pools to us like most you know unless you recover shooting in which case you can't move at all you know um we'll see anyways uh yeah i hounded grizzer i think like uh if it was like one point i'm still not sure you would take it i'm not sure i don't disagree i i think the, i think the option is fun to have yeah I, I just again i still think it's just giving you too many things to try to do totally um totally agree for the now the other one that's there is the clone shock trooper pilot this i think um, is actually like interesting especially if you're planning on transporting with it right yep. you know um so again it's republic lat only uh it's after a unit you are transporting disembarks it gains one surge token in either one aim or one dodge token and this is for four points this um, effect is in my mind so much better than observe for and this one's like half the cost it um, it plays into what i think that the clone lat probably wants to do yeah which is probably transport something behind enemy lines mm -hmm. um and that's only because the dice pool that we discussed is really when you're building a clone army why take those dice when you can take other dice right you know oh um, uh, yeah well why you know you can take a nine <laughs> phase two z6 that kills things a heck of a lot better than this thing does um right so but, if you give this thing a specific job and you have something that plays into that job it, it's it's you know it's good to have you know I mean, like i mean you know anakin or obi-wan jumping out of the lad getting a free dodge joker it's not the worst thing in the world you know excellent um so no i'm, I'm in for that you know, and the surge token. I, I mean, like, and even like just like a clone squad getting out of the lat and getting a free aim token when they do it, so they can just open up on whatever. You know, like a full arc squad. Not, that, I don't know if full arc. This makes like full arcs playable, but like I, I could maybe see. You know, like if you can finally get your full arcs up and up there, um, so that they're protected. Like maybe, maybe this makes them decent. It should be noted that you will not get tactical on your disembark. Just, just so you know. Sure, uh, but, th just, but this, just this gives that. you pseudo tactical. Yeah, yeah right? it gives you pseudo tactical. Like, like this, yeah. this kind of gives it back to. So. But you're not getting that second aim. Just want to. I just wanted to clarify yeah, that because yeah. that was a hot discussion this but week. In, in, if in you're disengaging in a range two, like trust me, you don't need it. Yeah, no, I was gonna say you don't even really need it. Yeah, um, um, arcs shooting at range two, full arcs at range two is just. Oh, it's disgusting. It's disgusting. Yeah. um it's just it's just it's a, it's like a much better z6 shot with pierce and shark shoot. which also <laughs> if let's say uh you think their range two gun is good i've also seen mike use them in melee in a disgusting fashion too <laughs> so um because it's essentially the same dice so. i mean they honestly like full arcs are better than a in melee 
than a z6 is at range it's true though like it really is like like that's just that's like an objective fact it right? is yeah <laughs> like, they would be uh, throwing what um five, five black, black five, five, five white, white yeah, surge which is better than four black no, no, six white yeah. um, um you lose, you well, lose they the are lethal. surging right because they have surge doses yeah so, yeah yeah there you right? go so like yeah. you know it, it's yeah when you throw a full arc pool in with like without aim tokens your average is five you average five like that's that's just the average with no aim tokens seems fine <laughs> yeah good average ca have. casual five yeah, yeah. <laughs> um now for the lat on the empire side uh let's, let's get get off those uh clones here these um, are much better absolutely um i think the first one i'm going to go over which is baron ruder um he is imperial only repulsor vehicle only um you gain marksman and after you recover you gain one aim token and he's 12 points um i think that 12 might be a little steep for him but the yeah. effect the effect that he's giving you is pretty important because you're going to want to be recover if you're going to be putting this lat in a position, especially in Empire, I think you're going to be wanting this to do what it's doing here, which is recovering and shooting um, more more often than the clone one, let's say, right? 100%. I think, um, you know, you take you take Rudar, you take uh, the high-velocity shells, and you take Link Targeting Array, and you just, once you get into range, you recover, shoot every turn, and you recover to get your shells back, you got an aim token from Rudor, and you got an aim token from Link Targeting Array, and you have Marksman from Rudor. So, like, you know, you're just you're you're. Uh, this this feels good to me. I think yeah. I think like you said, it might be too expensive. I don't. Like, we'll have slightly, to see. Slightly. Um, it it definitely punishes you for like getting into position and then like needing to move. Yeah. Um. Right. Because like then you kind of like can't do the thing. Um, right. But um you know even even without recovering if you have to move shoot and you have link targeting right you like you still have marks so yeah like, you can you can kind of i don't know um the way i see it essentially right is if you're bringing the stackable aims like you're saying you bring in two aims and you have the he shells i would say you're probably passing three crits through uh, two to three crits through because of marksman and because of critical one in the HE shells, because you don't naturally surge and you're most likely going to roll a couple hits with those black and red dice. Right. Yeah. So like, you're going to probably have a surge in there. You take that surge. That's critical. You take the two aims, you make those, you know, make those into, you know, hits into crits most likely. Um, I mean, of course you could always turn blanks into hits and make it a full die pool. It's essentially probably the same thing, but it depends oh, on what you're yeah. shooting. It depends on what you're shooting. If you're trying to shoot through cover and you can pass more crits through, like that's obviously it always the math probably ends up equal. It depends on what you're shooting at. Yeah. And, you know, like all that jazz. Um, you know, I think the question still is like, do you really want to pay 140 points to like deal three hits to something or right. three crits? Like the you know, we'll see. Um, but yeah, I think that this guy is good or, or potentially like I think he's the best pilot we've seen. I, I think so too. And like, I know I said some, you know, I mentioned that 12 might be a little steep. I'm not saying that it makes him unplayable. I just think it's, it could just be tuned a little bit down, maybe, you know, just am a I, little bit. Am I crazy? There's, is there another repulsor vehicle that Imperials have that, like, I don't, I'm not remembering because no. it's bad? No, no, it's just like, this doesn't, okay. Tank and ATST, yeah. Yo, I really want, like, TIE Fighters or something. That would be cool to, like, strafe the battlefield with. Because I think if, if you could put Baron Ruder in, a, in an ATST or a tank, I feel like he'd be pretty good. I mean, like, bonkers, but. Like, but that's that's why we have balance here. That's why we have repulsive vehicle. <laughs> yeah. Um, now we have the Imperial Tie Pilot, um, which I think someone joked around said is basically Suntier Fell from X Wing. I it's I don't know. Possible. I I don't know these. I'm things. not sure Suntier is canon anymore. Is the thing Th that could be the thing. I I don't know. Um, now for eight points, you gain increase your maximum speed by a one. Now it's it's not a may, it specifically says increase your maximum speed by one, which I guess you probably couldn't slow down anyways. But yeah, there's no compulsories on this, so it doesn't. Yeah, so it's, I was just gonna think it's not compulsory, so it doesn't even matter. Um, so for eight points, you can make this thing speed three. Uh, clearly, 
if you're doing this, you're transporting. Uh, oh, so totally. I, I mean, basically, this this adds four inches to a double move, um, which is fine. This is like a combo piece for sure. This is like you know, if I'm trying to like dive bomb Palpatine or Vader into melee with the sure. the patrol transport, I think you take this. Um, I think so too. But but other than that, I'm not even sure it's necessary. Um, yeah. The, so the base we we discussed last week was like 120 millimeters, which was like 4.74 inches or something like that. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I doubt it, and it will be necessary. Um, it's a good option to have, I suppose. Um, seeing that thing fly at speed three is probably actually traumatizing because. <laughs> like, yeah, maybe I I don't know. Zoom. Um, <laughs> I, I know that this is like another pilot, the airspeeder, airspeeder pilot, or is airspeeder already three? Airspeeder's already uh, yes, three. airspeeder's yeah, yeah, yeah. three, yeah. I was, I was going to be like, airspeeders already want this, but they have it already, so whatever. Um, yeah, I don't know, fine. I think all of these pilots need to be like halved in price. Um, and I feel, I feel that way about a lot of these upgrades that we're looking at. Um, like, I, I feel like you could, you could cut all these upgrades in half and they would be interesting, but still not auto takes. Um, Except for Reckless Driver. He's fine, baby. He's fine. Yeah, I mean, I think the Reckless <laughs> Driver is probably fine. That's true. But, like, I, th- yeah. I think even, like, the guns on the A5, like, you could probably cut them in half, and it would be fine. I'm not going to lie. Reading off the hard point guns for the AA5, I was like, oh, this kind of feels land speederish. Like, yeah. the hard points, the hard points just feel a little rough to like justify uh that doesn't mean they're bad it's just when you're competitively list building points add up quickly well and and i think i think we've seen a a trend um when it comes to vehicles in that when we get vehicles that are like have no gun or a very limited gun on their main chassis the guns they got they get added always feel like really overpriced and i think it's because they are um but i just you know i can understand the hesitation to kind of price. i think they're probably thinking shoot high rain it in you know like better than be like way too good i would rather Um, that be the situation if i'm being honest yeah um like i don't think you want to see like a busted like hard point on one of these you know um you know units so i'd rather again i'd rather see them shoot high and you know rein it in i'm I'm with you 100 percent. um but you know speaking of shooting high and reining it in uh how about the uh invader statistics that were invader statistics well i shouldn't say we have statistics i think we have the list the remaining list we could bring up statistics i think kyle's posted some stats somewhere that's very Um, clear but i think i think that you know i we said this precast uh, I think the list, I think the lists that are remaining on, honestly speak enough for the stats that Kyle's shown us, honestly, in my opinion. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think I'm not sure how. So, like, the generic stats are Republic, like, the, the generic analysis of the stats is that Republic's killing everything. Empire is, like, basically not in the tournament. We knew that. Uh, separatists. I, I think the separatist win loss percentage is kind of um, misleading. Absolutely. Just, be, just because there are so many separatists in the tournament. Yep. So like they, a lot of them had to lose by default. Um, yeah. I mean, there was 45% of lists in invader league were droid lists. First of all, you're going to have a lot of mirror matches, right? Or not mirror matches, but a lot of droid on droid matches. I don't know what the number would be, but the more, you, the more you have in the tournament, the more, that number is going to look worse because of the hot, the volume of lists that were in the tournament. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So I guess just so, so people know what we're talking about, um, you know, uh, so there was originally 18 rebels. Um, there are now six, which means they converted to from the total Elon pool to now 33% of their lists. Um, Republic started with 17. There are now eight. They converted about half to the six top sixteen, which is which is actually pretty good. It, um, it is, you know, not and, then, and, and, and um, not to cut you off, I actually oh, rebel, rebels are only three top sixteen, unless I'm looking at the wrong setup of lists. Um, I'm looking at the stuff that Kyle posted. Um, Maybe it's yesterday. not up to date. 
because I, I have the top 16 lists. It's only, it, or is there uh, more games to be played still? No, you're right. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. No, this is this is the top like 18, I guess, based okay. on this count. Yeah, yeah. So so all right. So there's only three rebel lists. Left. There's only three level. Okay, okay. So there okay, maybe this is a little bit looks a little different then. Uh, yeah, that's why I wanted to be like, like wait a minute. Like half minute. the remaining rebel lists, I guess, still had to play. Um so yeah, I mean separatists had a, a like you know 16% remaining, but like because their count was so high, like of course they were gonna end up. And and the fact that Republic is doing so well is also um, making that number look really like worse than it probably should. Totally, like Republic was, and we discussed this at several points the past couple of casts. Republic was set up well to fight the droids here. I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, I think it would. Uh, one of the takeaways from the statistics we've been looking at. I, and for those of you out there, the reason we're not mentioning an empire is because there's none left. Um, <laughs> Legitimately, yeah, there, there is, there's none left. Yeah. Um, I think there was only one left last round. So yeah, there's so there's um, seven there's seven clones, six droids, three rebels left in the top sixteen. Okay. Um. So yeah, and, and I mean, like, I just like Republic versus Separatists win percentage in this tournament i think is kind of the talking point coming out like if there's any takeaway other than empire maybe needs some help it's it's the republic or separatist matchup and the fact that it is 80 20 in the republic's favor that's banana land i yeah especially based on like how um how people expected separatists to perform the fact that separatists are bringing like 20 to 30 point bids and like still losing um yeah you know i the interesting part to me is that every every clone list is out activated with the exception of kyle's list so kyle is a 10 activation droid list which is like kind of really honestly it's low for a droid list at this point Every other list remaining in the tournament has 11 acts or 13 acts other than Kyle's droid list, right? So every it, clone, droid list, yeah, yeah. Right. Every clone list has nine or 10 activations. Totally. So in mo- every one of those matchups, unless you're playing against Kyle, you're out activated and you're most likely going to lose your, lose your bid. It depends. There's, there's definitely some high Republic bids in here, mind you. Yeah. Um, so that's not necessarily always the case, but you're going to be out activated. And I think going into the tournament and people seeing the high activation droid lists and seeing the lower activation clone list, you know, logically speaking, you're thinking you're down activations. It's hard for them to kind of counter that. The thing about it though, and I think Mike and I might've held this back a little bit because we weren't trying to really give away Mike's strategy. Mike's strategy is probably out of the bag at this point, mm-hmm. but um, take that clankers and air support. Um really take care of the problems. Um, and what you can do with clones is manipulate the battlefield that way, because the one common thing about most of these clone lists is Rex is in it. Um, so the, oh, there's only one list that doesn't have Rex and that's because there's that a saber tank. Um, yeah. And that makes sense because clone commanders a way better fit for that list, I think, in what it's trying to accomplish. 100%. Um, but every other list here, has the answer to deal with droids because you're mulching them at long range. Most droid lists can't hit you back at the range. You know, sure, they might have like an E5S sprinkled in there. And yes, they have snipers. But I'm sure, Mike, you're positioning yourself to get your take that clankers. Like if you need to like keep your take that clankers unit like in its position where they're moving and shooting and they're not getting shot back, you're just basically moving up and shooting. You have all the aims behind you back and you up. And then you either start with air support or you come back with air support on turn two and you're just hitting units from range that the droids can't answer. And next thing you know, their 11 activation to your 10 activations is now eight or nine activations to your 10 and your activations, you know? Um, so it's interesting. Uh, so I think, I think well, you've played, you've played some weird games, mind you. I, I have played some weird games. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to get to that in a second. Um, but, but I do think that, you know, overall, like that was my plan going into Invader right. League and that like I was just planning on mulching droids at range four. Um, I think the prevalence that we've seen from Republic in this tournament thus far is like largely predicated on that. But I also think that like 
you know, I've played my Republic versus Separatist games, which has been all of my games so far, um, and range three, and I'm just like, you know, um, it. <laughs> the Z6 is just really efficient at taking droids off the table. Call Me Captain is really great at taking droids off the table. Um, you know, there's just a lot of dice in these Republic lists, specifically if you can hit Call Me Captain well. Um, and I think I think it's really hard to deal with if you don't have um, like a Maul or a Dooku or something to to like make it so that there's like a penalty for getting into like range three. So yeah. you know, um, yeah, I, I do think that to some extent here we are seeing, you know, at the end of the day, you can't hide droids. Um, yeah. Is is the thing. Yeah. And because you can't hide them things that can pass uh damage through cover well really excel and cl like clones like that's what clones do well is they pass damage through cover because they're rolling so many dice and they've got so many aim tokens and um there's no saves to back it up right no. like once it goes through cover it like it's basically dead um yep. i mean i don't know if you've done it i'm sure that other republic players are probably doing it is you can always like let's say you're shooting like a seven man b1 squad right and they're in heavy cover well i'm sure someone's loading up aim tokens somewhere and taking a arc trooper and an arc sniper loading up a, a an arc shot with a z6 fire supporting it yeah. or like a five squad fire supporting it and fire just, support your, your strike and teams. just mulching them yep like you're talking um you know red and black and you're adding to a z6 you're giving it critical, critical giving it lethal you're getting you're all the aims to re-roll them you have surge tokens backing it up you're essentially and you're taking away you know heavy cover down to light and that's what droids don't like like when they're when they're caught out of cover or their cover gets lessened they just you know they they break they have yep. terrible terrible saves um especially when they're rolling a volume of dice um so yeah i'm not i don't think you and i are surprised by this uh no I, i'm not, i'm not super surprised by this um I do think that like, so, um, you know, just, just for viewers at home, you know, the, basically the breakdown of the top 16 is um, in Separatists, you're either playing triple staff something. It, it might not be the 13 act, but it's triple staff or yeah. you're playing mall. It's like one or the other. Um, if you're playing rebels, you're playing basically Luke or Sabine plus um you know some sort of extra like focus piece like the rebelists are a little bit um they're interesting they are interesting you know one's got an airspeeder and luke the other one's got three wookies and luke and lando and then the other another one has like clan ren sabine lando all of them have r2d2 in it um also <laughs> all of the republic lists bar two of them have r2d2 in it um which is also interesting. I'm I'm one of them. All it no. should be notable. Well, uh, Sammy P's. Oh, yes, Padme. Sorry, is playing Padme. So yeah, Padme, there's a copy of Secret Mission. Actually, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. Sammy P is maybe not playing diplomatic cover now that I'm thinking about it. Oh, really? I'm, I'm playing him next round, so that's why I know that. Uh, <laughs> I had to scope us. No, is it just one? A, is it just one ATRT? Is it? It is one ATRT. It's uh, and I actually think. Um, it might not be 10 activations. It might be nine. That's an interesting list. Um, I'll have to double check that, but yeah, I mean, there's only three core units in it. Um, so it's, it's a little, it's, it's definitely interesting. I'm not, um, entirely sure like what it, what it does. It's also got a, it's like the only, um, one of the only lists I'm actually going to beat on a bid. I was just, I was just looking at that. It's got zero yeah. bid. You have three. Yeah, bid. I'm, I'm blue, blue Mike. player for the first time and probably only time in this tournament. Um, <laughs> hey, you can always choose red. Yeah, and so <laughs> just yeah. Uh, so basically, all the Republic lists are like Rex, Rex gun lines. Most of them have R two, other than mine, um, or Saber. Tank, same right? Tank yeah. Um, and so that's the makeup of the top sixteen. It's actually far more. Uh, consistent than i thought it would be um yeah considering like you know i mean it, i think like there was 11 rex gun lines that under the tournament um it looks like six of them remain <laughs> um you know i expected it to do well 
but I expected it to kind of have maybe some bad matchups early on and might not survive. Yeah. It, it's also possible that like they just got good matchups, kind of like I wouldn't say you got good matchups because you got you got AATs, which is kind of a bad matchup for you. But I'm thinking that I, I'm not sure that's true. But well, uh, the thing the thing about Rex is like I think there are very few bad matchups. Um, that's 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 fair. I shouldn't say that's bad matchup. It wasn't what you were preparing for. Let's put that's why the flexibility of the list is insane. It, um, really, yeah, it is. Um, you know, um, but yeah, like the thing that's glaring here through these lists is one: there's no Imperials, which is a super feels bad because uh i believe that this is the second invader league in a row uh where there was not an imperial in top 16 i'd have to go it check was those. i mean i know that there was not one in the top eight uh, i don't remember one being top 16 if i'm gonna okay. but i can I, I can go look back uh i'm sure those are somewhere in my notes but um the other thing that you're noticing is that clones are still good clones are still great like i i think you know, even in a lot of these top sixteen matchups, I think, I think clones are like heavily favored to take at this at this point. I think I clones agree. are heavily favored to take down the turn. Um, um, the other takeaway is droids can have their cake and eat it too, and what I mean by that is get good activations and still take like ridiculous bids. <laughs> yeah, so like, so there's three uh, triple staffs left. Yeah. Um, one has a ten. Uh, one has a 13 and one has a 25. Yeah. Yeah. There is a triple step list. That's not, that's not the 13. It's got some B2s in there, which I actually think I like better than the 13 list. Mind you. Um, it's 11 activations and that has an 18 bid. Um, and it's got three B1s, three B2s, one sniper, three steps. I like that model actually quite a bit. Um, cause the B2s at least feel like they can like pack a punch behind the steps. And if you time it correctly, like I'm sure that's very punishing. I haven't seen it in action yet, but uh, I'm assuming that that's the case. B- um, B2s, I feel like, are really kind of, this has kind of been their debut tournament and yeah. uh, their effectiveness. Um, and considering how far their points got dropped, it, it shouldn't be too much of a surprise. <laughs> you got um, Babette here, who I've heard through Grapevine, uh, that they uh, sent in the wrong list. Uh, and that's why they have a 34 point bid. I'm not positive what was cut by mistake or whatever happened here. Uh, but that list is uh, T series mall with five B1s, a B2 unit, uh, a sniper, DRK, and Droidicas. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I think he's only got like three heavy weapons in his core units. I think I think that there was something that happened there. I'm assuming that he meant to have another heavy weapon or two in there. Yeah. And uh, and that was where the mistake lies. Totally. Um, um. Hey. Still doing very well, so yeah, uh, no, for sure. Shit I mean, happens, and you can still get through it, you know. Mall, mall is a good unit, you know. Um, there are twenty five percent of the um, field has a lightsaber, which is I think maybe more than we're used to at this juncture in the tournament. Um, yeah, um, I, I think it's no surprise that the saber users that are left are in CIS who can build a higher activation list. And rebels who can also build higher activation lists. Um, the Luke lists are only ten activations rather than like eleven, but that's mainly because they're bringing an airspeeder and three Wookies in those lists. So like you have more threats there. Um, and what I'm alluding to is that Anakin and Obi Wan, uh, while they're not represented here, is because it's tough to get them to ten activations, which is sort of important for Jedi in this game. Um, yeah. I shouldn't say it's tough to get them to ten activations. Tough to get them to ten activations that matter. It's tough uh, to make a good 10 activation list with yeah, them. The, yeah. You know, clones. You're making much... cuts down the line that can yeah. hurt you, essentially. Like, whenever I build out an Obi Wan list, I look at a 10 activation list and I'm always like, I just feel like this is better at nine. And then I also say to myself, it's also tough to make this work in a tournament at nine. Yeah. You know, um, again, strictly speaking, tournament, you know. Um, well, you know, and, yeah. and, they, and they lose a lot of the the range advantage yeah that you know like rex brings the fact that you're bringing kenobi or anakin means that you're you don't have call uh take take that clankers it means you're probably not playing air support you know like i've teetered on that one a little bit yeah it's it's awkward because like you definitely because air support 
I don't think air support gives them an order that turn, does it? No, it just you just give the order to uh, a clone. Or maybe you can give them an order, but but then you can't really time your air support. Yeah, right? that's that, that's, that's that's definitely it. part of it. I but I want to say it is one one commander, so it's not it's not it's not a clone commander. It is one commander, so you yeah. can give them an order. But now you're pulling from the bag, and if you pull your clone commander too early, because you're only giving out one order. Well, uh, you're well, probably well, giving out you're giving out directing yeah, at five, so you're giving so out three. You probably can get it where you want it to. So I yeah. guess you're probably playing air support. Yeah. Um, but still, I mean, like air support on Rex and air support on not Rex are like two different things. Oh, two different ballgames. Search crit on that is huge. Search crit is super huge when yeah. you backed up by aim tokens. You know, yeah. a lot yeah. of times on the air support turn, the only thing you're spending your aim tokens on are it's fishing for more crits. <laughs> well, on our snipers and Rex's shots, so you've got like 10 aim tokens and you just have a bunch of extra ones. So you play it like line and wait a lot of time. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. yeah, I mean, every time I build out a list, it pretty much comes in with the same when I'm building an Obi-Wan list. It's like Obi-Wan, Clone Commander, like fives, whatever you can fit into the core and three snipers essentially is how I typically build out my Obi-Wan. I know that people have had success with Obi-Wan and Padme and stuff like that. I I typically like to bring like the extra heavy weapon versus Padme. That's the debate that I typically get into. Yeah. Is that you're basically training Padme for a phase two heavy weapon. Um I could see both ways. I, I could see, you know, um, but again, at the end of the day, it's tough to get him to 10 activations. And that's where like the Luke list and the mall list are, are thriving is that they're 10 or 11 activations, which is so massive for a Jedi in a competitive setting. And it gets, totally. I can't even put into words how important that is. I also, um, just some more takeaways here. Like, um, turns out sniper strike teams are still good um i've had that know, discussion like like five times the past like week looking at these lists yeah i mean it's just like it is what it is um you know i, I like even in non-clone lists like you know there's only there's one list that didn't take a sniper strike team and that was the triple wookies list um which has the, three three things of pierce anyways right <laughs> um and um everything else it has at least one sniper team and uh like one two three four five six seven eight nine um nine of them have three snipers and there are uh one two three three more that have at least two so you know um listen i understand the hatred of strike teams i like i can understand it but i guarantee you that if you were playing these games without long-range pierce against clones and you were already struggling against clones with the long-range pierce like and let's say you take strike teams out on all of it. Now I get that arcs make it a little bit different for clones too, right? But I'm just saying it's hard to kill clones when you're shooting them with non-piercing weapons, right? You can you can have so many shots just bounce off of them. Uh, it, it's important to have that those long range pierce. I just feel like strike teams are just like one of those necessary evil things. And I think Kyle, way, well before I was on this podcast, um, if I remember correctly, always said that they were like the demons that were keeping other demons at bay or however he put it 150 percent. and it's so true um you know i may not like it you may not like it uh you might be listening i might not like it that strike teams are a thing but i do think that there is merit behind that statement that they're the thing keeping the other thing away um and they're just they're still going to be good that's how it's going to be long range pierce in this game is very important um, you know, and I, and I, again, I do understand why they are disliked. I, I do get that. I mean, I'm but, just emphasizing it because, uh, the amount of people that have commented on like my list building stuff is like, why do you just put three snipers in your list at the beginning every time? This is why, uh, yeah. because it's just, it's, it's a safe place to start, right? Like, it's yes. just like, if you're building a competitive list, it's a good bet. You should just start with three sniper strike teams. And if, if you can want to change it around a little bit, you can, but like, that's where you should start. There's so many times I'm not going to lie where like, I'll be like list building and I'll put like two snipers in instead of a third and I'll try and like fluff it up around it. And I'm like, no, let's delete that and add a third sniper. It happens so often. Yeah. It, it, it almost feels like muscle memory, maybe. I don't know. But every time I, I do it and I don't have a third strike team without, like let's say, like a Clan Ren or like a Wookiee unit or something like that, 
that's also bringing Pierce to the table or something. Um, it just, they're just good, low cost activations that do necessary damage at long range in a lot of specific matchups. Like yeah. there are definitely matchups where the snipers won't feel great, which is like droids or, you know, against like rebels. Sometimes you're just planking some rebel troopers depending on what's going on. Right. And I get that. It might feel quote unquote useless, but I'll tell you right now, when you're shooting a phase two clone trooper unit, like, and you're rolling some paint, you're going to feel really effing good. Like well, and the, and the times that you need to like take that one unit leader off the table and, oh and like, God. like, you know, you want to be efficient about it and not waste like a full, you know, squad shot at, at removing like one B one model from the table. Like you're going to want a sniper, right? Like it's, they're very effective in those scenarios and those scenarios matter a ton. Oh man. You know, um, it, it's, it, it, they matter a lot. You know, the sharpshooter matters, the pierce matters, like just that they're cheap, efficient, and frankly, they're pretty consistent, you know, um, I know that you could argue that the rebel ones are less consistent here than this uh, droids and arcs and clearly arcs are more effective than the droid ones, but that's a whole different discussion. That's a whole different discussion. Uh, But at the end of the day, sometimes you just need a unit that like can, can, you know, hit the chip shot, you know? Yeah. I think we fall into that path quite often is that we compare similar units to other units. And I get why that happens. And I'm not saying that we, Listen, it, it makes good discussion. I'm not saying that it shouldn't happen. But like, yes, a Rebel Trooper strike team, not as good as an ARC Trooper strike team, but what that strike team brings to the table is still very important to your list building. That's basically what I'm trying to Yeah, and, and I think fundamentally, like, you know, all of them bring the same base things, right? Yes. You know, ch- chipping away at red, yes. red saves, chipping away at unit leaders. It's just you know, arcs have other perks, um, right. you know, so for sure. Um, yeah. So I guess at the end of the day, you know, um, this isn't too surprising. I'm a little bit surprised at, um, how well mall is doing, um, just in, in contrast to the fact that how many, um, steps yeah. were originally taken. Um, yes. and other than that, you know, I'm a little bit surprised there's only one Lando Luke list. Um, so I was actually just thinking that I'm actually kind of surprised that there's only three Rebels because I do think Rebels aren't ba- as badly situated as this list might suggest, right? I do yeah. think Rebels are a little bit better situated than, say, Empire, right? I do think what happened, if you look at the, if you had the data in front of you from Kyle, I don't think Rebels played a single Imperial list, which they thrive against Imperials. Well, because and- there weren't any, really. Well, yes. No, I know that the numbers were small, but I also think that they probably didn't play a lot of clone lists because Rebels do really well against clones because of the Pierce, Yeah. Um, which makes me think that Rebels ran into droids, which is their worst nightmare. Well, and and the statistics in the Rebel Republic matchup are actually, I think, in the Republic's favor, or Rebels' favor. I think so. Presently. Um, which makes me think that Rebels felt hit, got hit by a lot of droids here. Yeah, so, I mean, that's... Uh, you know, I mean, it, it makes sense. You know, yeah, they, load, they load pretty consistent peers. Um, I, I do think I'm a little bit surprised that there is no Cassian in these. Yeah. And, and I think I think that may speak to your like they ran into a lot of droids. Yeah. Um, right. Because cat the last thing Cassian really wants to line up against is like a B1, B2 horde with, you know, I mean, I guess I, he can like kill some staps and stuff. But these these lists suggest to me that these players were beefing up to play droids yeah um you know lando gives luke an extra attack if you plan it right um that list also has three wookies which has a volume of dice to deal with droids uh one list has the airspeeder and the other one's an 11 activation uh list with sabine who has explosions uh vets who have a big dice pool clan ren who's fast and has a good dice pool like those three lists specifically speak to me that they were geared towards dealing with now mind you they can deal with a lot of things i'm not saying they can't deal with you know clones they can definitely deal with clones but they were geared to make sure that they could survive the droid matchup is how i'm reading it yeah no i i agree well um we kept this kind of even killed without kyle's i i kind of feel like i'm a little surprised right i know 
I mean, I'm, I'm not sure that there's a ton of hot takes to take out of this. No. Other than like these are these are solid. We'd be lying if we were taking competitive lists. Yeah, I mean, uh, this is not that far off the mark of where I expected us to end up when at the beginning of this, you know, I'm with um, you. you know, the lightsaber users that I thought were good are here. The lightsaber users that aren't, aren't, you know, um, there's, there's no heroes in here that I think is exceptionally weird. You know, I, yeah. I will say that, uh, you know, if, if I were, to, I think, you know, the fact that there are two copies of Padme here might be maybe the most, surprising thing on this list i don't sure. know um, I, I think it should be noted that she's in two armor lists which makes sense yeah i know, understand she, there's only one atr little weird lists that yeah. are doing like funky things um they're definitely not your standard clone lists both of them only have three core units because padme is basically the cost of a phase two oh, a phase two yeah um so but yeah, I mean, nothing crazy here. It is an infantryman's game still, it looks like. Uh, yes, there's a saber tank and one ATRT and one Droideka and a bunch, of, I guess, staffs are technically vehicles. They don't really feel like it. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I definitely think vehicles have, have, again, not had a great showing. Um, yeah. I have a feeling if I had to take a guess, AATs felt the wrath of our troopers. I'm sorry, there's an airspeeder here too. There's that's, an that's yeah. not completely fair. But but. I, I would I would think that the, the AATs are gone because of arcs. Like arcs, you you took down a, a good amount of AATs. Now you didn't kill the AATs, mind you. But you took I mean, I killed list. two of the three of them. Okay, you did, but you you essentially took apart their list too. So like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I killed everything around them. Yeah, the, the killing the AATs became a bonus secondary bonus yeah. objective uh <laughs> one of one of killing one of them was actually maybe necessary but the other one was not so much um, yeah you know but yeah i mean sometimes the, th- the thing is at the end of the day vehicles can't score most objectives so that's the tough part yeah they still can't take a deck that's fully loaded with objectives that they can affect and score you know as long as they you probably don't... couldn't they probably couldn't outbid these 13 stat lists too I mean, they probably oh, could, maybe, but it would, yeah. it would hurt them a lot more than 13 Aquilus. You know what I mean? I agree. Um, Which means they're not getting their key, their key positions because I, or maybe they are. But these 13 Aquilus might be taking KP. I'm not really sure, actually. I think I think they are. Yeah, because there's so many bodies you probably do. And just Separatists are generically pretty good at KP. Uh, yeah. Vehicles or no vehicles. Um, just because it's e- sometimes easy to mob them with, you know, Quad moving B one droids on turn five and six. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's. <laughs> I when I see B ones line up across the table, I'm just like rubbing my hands together and like I'm ready to like feast. That's how I feel when I'm when I I understand you play Kenobi, so you don't feel yeah. that way. Or I like, play Rebels too. So like sometimes like I see them across the table, I'm like, you sons of. Yeah, but but when men when B ones line up across the table for me, I'm just like, mm, mm, mm. I will say like eat tonight. I will say like I was, uh, I think last season I was practicing helping someone practice for Invader League, uh, single limbs, and they were playing droids, and I played like an eleven activation Brex list, and that was like the one time I was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna eat tonight. Yeah. Uh, and, and typically I don't feel that way against B ones because I'm trying. I have too many things I'm trying to do because of like a force user or I don't. I don't necessarily had the, I don't think I really had the dice to deal with droids in certain matchups. And sure. like the, the last time I played against a droid list, I think I had, that was when I was playing like the, the Mando skew list. And like, I was in that awkward position where I have to overextend my Mandos to shoot droids because I'm only shooting range three, except for my rockets. And I don't have any heavy weapons on any of my rebel troopers. So I can't engage at range three. Like it was just an awkward situation, totally. you know? And, I, uh, yeah, I just when when you're winding up like two or three Z six shots a turn, you're just like, oh, I'm just taking your B ones and handfuls of six off the table. Yeah, you might as well just put a B, you know? might as well just put a B one on your on your like uh, black and white dice that you're rolling. Yeah, B one head. <laughs> just like, custom mm, dice. Six. You know, I mean, uh, it's it's not that difficult to take like twelve or fourteen B one models off the board a turn. No, once you engage. No. Not if you're winding up like you are. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, you're like, oh, I've got a Z6 shot and it's got four aim tokens behind it and I have three of them. Um, <laughs> let's fight. I hope your non-surging white dice uh, do do the trick. Um, yeah, so in any case, uh, so I think, unless you have anything to add, I think that probably wraps it up for us today. Yeah. No. Um, so we'll, we'll be going into the top 16 here. The Notorious Scoundrels are making up 12.5% of the field headed into the top 16 and um, you're playing this week aren't you i think i'm playing saturday morning okay i think give or take I, you're, you have a tough schedule who you uh i'm playing, you're playing sammy P. P. i believe yeah. he's in uh he's out of uh, the uk i think yeah um and it is clone on clone he's playing the rex clone commander padme atrt i think he's got echo in a phase two unit um We'll, we'll see how that goes. It's, it's a little bit unconventional list. Um, it's worth noting he's got an extra source, of, a couple sources of Pierce and Padme and um, Echo plus three sniper strike teams. So yeah, he's got um, some interesting fire support platforms if he really wanted to. It totally does. So, you know, um, I haven't had a ton of practice against lists like that. Like this is yeah. definitely a list that's a little bit outside my comfort zone of playing against. So, so we'll see how it goes. Um, it does not have a ton of bodies so that's the thing if you start chipping away his core it, it's gonna be tough for him to kind of recover from that yeah and the atrt is a laser atrt so um it so it sounds not, like it's a range four platform for, it, for i think so yeah. I, I mean that's really the only conclusion i i think i think padme and the atrt it, you can do some weird things because echo is in a phase two yeah. unit so you can you can like hit somebody with an ATRD range four and fire support with, with and echo. You can, you can spend that aim for lethal too. I think, right? You totally can. Yeah. So it's you know it's only a five die pool, but it's a five die pool at range four that has Pierce. You know, and it's and it's I think it's like red, red black, uh, don't black do this to me. red red. Like it's 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 pretty it's a pretty good pool. It's nothing to sniff at. Yeah. Nothing yeah. To sniff at. So. You know, um, it's a little, little scary, um, but I also think the ATRT probably um, dies to strike teams pretty well. Yeah, yeah, I think um, so too. So, so we'll see. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, but we've got that scheduled, I think, for Saturday. Cool. Um, Hopefully at a reasonable time. Yeah, I think it's. I know it's, t- I know it's tough to. I schedule, think it's like so. it's like 10 a.m. my time. Okay. So, I think my wife works Saturday. Maybe I should drop off the kids so I can have some prime time television at 10 a.m. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for us. Um, so we are the Notorious Scoundrels. I'm Mike. I'm Zach. And we will catch y'all on the flip side. <laughs>